Hey, what's up, everybody? Uh, Dr. Ray Pastor here. And uh, yeah, a couple updates, um, some things I'm going to talk about today. Uh, so kind of funny. I uh, <laughs> um, just got an email like 20 minutes ago, half hour ago, and uh, it was from um, one of my colleagues and they were like, oh, thank you for agreeing to do this presentation tomorrow. I'm so glad that you're, you know, you're going to present, click this link for your Zoom session, blah, 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 all this stuff like that. And I was like, huh, I went and looked on my calendar no meeting set up. So I don't have anything on my calendar. Um, I'm actually going to stand up. I've been sitting all day. I'm getting like the worst leg cramp in the world. There we go. Jeez, I need to relax. Um, so <laughs> I literally get this email that I have this presentation due tomorrow. I, you know, I check my calendar. I have no presentation on my calendar, like literally nothing. I actually have a meeting scheduled at 11 when this presentation is supposed to be. So I, uh, I go back through my emails and I find where I agreed to do the presentation. I find what the presentation is going to be about. Um, and I'm like, okay, so I had to cancel my other meeting that I have tomorrow at that time. And now I have this presentation that I have to do. Now, fortunately, in my case... This is a very simple presentation that I have to do. It's on esports for high school students like who are interest, potentially interested in esports. I've done this presentation like 10 times in the last six months, so I have it already done. I just had to like, I actually in two minutes modified it for the group. So super, super easy to do. But, and I just posted this on LinkedIn, this is a reminder that you know, we're not all perfect. I try, I literally try to be perfect as I possibly can be. My wife thinks I'm a robot. People who are like close with me tell me that they don't know how I manage my schedule because it's so like everything is punctual. I'm very punctual. I'm very like, I have this schedule and I, I, I don't break like my cycle. So if I say I'm going to bed at 9.15, that literally means that I'm going to bed, not at 9.14, not at 9.16. I will stop whatever's happening in life and go to bed at 9 15 i'm that person so i i somewhat act like this robot and i sometimes need to remember that i can forget things and make mistakes and everyone else can too like it does happen so sometimes i just need to like you know i think that's a sign like i need a vacation maybe i don't know <laughs> maybe that's what it's telling me. Fortunately, unfortunately, we're only like halfway through the semester. I have a bazillion things I have to do. But uh, yeah, it kind of tells me like, okay, you can make mistakes too. And this isn't even a mistake. It's not really a big deal. I just didn't have it on my calendar and it's, I didn't miss it. It's tomorrow. I'm, I'm perfectly good. But it's just a reminder to make sure I keep on top of people who I'm working with on things and make sure, you know, they don't forget things because I know it can happen to me. I know it can happen to anyone. We are not perfect. We can make these mistakes. Um, so anyway, that, uh, yeah, crazy situation just happened. So I figured I would talk about that. There were some other things I'm going to talk about too, but yeah, just crazy that you forget things. And I'm just one of those people that when someone tells me, I did like when I, whenever I schedule anything, whenever I have any kind of meeting, I put it on my calendar. I live and die by my calendar. I'm one of those people. 
I check my calendar. I've got my watch on. I check my calendar. Every morning I wake up, what do I have to do today and what time? I know today actually was one of the weirdest days. I had no meetings. It was like the first day since like January 2nd that I had no meetings. I mean, besides like a Saturday and Sunday. First week, I literally had no meetings today, which is super cool. But I've got a bunch tomorrow. And then Thursday and Friday, I kind of canceled a lot of stuff. I get my second COVID vaccine on Thursday. I'm a little nervous about that. So in case if I get like, you know, reactions to it and stuff, it seems like a lot of people have for their second shot, I have taken the day off, reminding me about that. My kids, of course, and I have professional stuff to talk about, but this is coming up right now. So of course, on Sunday, one of my kids gets a fever at 99 degrees and then goes up to 100 that night. We're like, oh my goodness, are you kidding me, kid? Like, what did you catch? So yesterday we took him to the doctors. He got tested for COVID, strep, and flu, clear of everything. He has a cold. Lo and behold, the boy has a cold. So we're hoping we don't catch it because if I catch it, I can't get my second COVID shot on Thursday. So uh, anyway, he's good. He's going back to school tomorrow. The other two went today. So uh, that's that. Anyway, let's talk more about some other professional stuff. So um, if you didn't hear, this is kind of cool. So randomly, and this are all like two big things that happened in like the last day. So one is that the company that owns TikTok is buying a game called Mobile Legends. If you're not familiar with Mobile Legends, um, I don't play it at all, actually. It's like a big copy of League of Legends that's on your mobile device. They bought it for $4 billion. So TikTok is now buying this game. And I think that's pretty interesting to see TikTok enter like a gaming space. So that'll be kind of fascinating. Um, and it's interesting because League of Legends, you know, the game Mobile Legends copied off of, is coming out with their own mobile game later this month into April. I guess the beta version's happening like now, um, and it's going to be released soon. So it's really interesting to see TikTok, A, get involved in the space, B, see the valuation of Mobile Legends, which was $4 billion, um, and C, see what happens as League of Legends and these other mobile games become popular. I was talking with the guys and girls in my esports club today about this just on our Discord channel. And I'm going to talk about Discord in a second, too. And we were talking about how none of us play mobile games. Like, I don't play any mobile games. Do you play any mobile games? Any of the people watching? Um, I really don't. I, I think it's terrible. Like, I would much rather have a mouse and keyboard or controller than a mobile device. I've tried PUBG on a mobile device. I hated it. I've tried Microsoft on, I mean, Minecraft on my mobile device. Absolutely hated it. But uh, the reason that mobile games are actually more popular than anything else is accessibility. So in a lot of other countries, you know, the people just, don't have a gaming PC or like access to go buy an Xbox. So their device that they do have is a mobile device. And it's really the same thing in America too. People just like my gaming computer was like four or $5,000. And even if you buy like a $700 one, like it's just going to be okay. But in like three years, it's going to start lagging. Like a lot of people have a mobile device, which is one of the reasons they're so popular. So we talked about that a little bit, but the other interesting thing about the mobile device that I will point out to people is that, so my kids are elementary, five, eight, 10 years old. 
them and all their friends, guess how they game? They all have mobile devices. These are kids who've grown up with tablets. They all had tablets. They've all have, like all of me and my wife, all of our old phones, all of their friends, like their old, their parents, the old phones, like the second hand-me-down phone, we give it to the kid. I don't, my, none of them have cell service. Don't think that like we're giving our kids cell service at like age five. No, what we're doing is we're giving them the phone to play with because we have a new one and they use it as a tablet. So, and this is not just my kids. This is a lot of kids this, this generation. So I think that we're going to see a huge increase in mobile gaming. It's happening across the world, but we're going to see it in America like this increase as these these younger kids get older, I'm seeing the trend already in their age group. Like my kids play Minecraft and Roblox and all this stuff on the mobile device. Like their hand-eye coordination on the phone is absolutely amazing. Something that I can't do because I don't. I never played on the phone. My hand-eye coordination on a controller is like spot on. You put a controller in my hand and it's like, I can do anything. You put a mouse and keyboard in my hand, I'm not as good as the controller, but I'm pretty good with the mouse and keyboard too, especially a, like a MOBA like League of Legends. Not as great the first person shooter on the mouse and keyboard, but these kids can do it because they're working on that mobility. They're used to that control schematic. Um, so it's gonna be really interesting to see how that plays out. So the other thing I wanted to talk about is that if you haven't seen the rumors, Microsoft is talking about buying Discord. Um, oh, and Discord's talking about being a public company. So what does all that mean? So if you're not familiar with Discord, it's the way that, um, it's a communication channel. It's basically like, think of if you're used to AOL instant message. Any kind of communication channel, it's a communication channel that's really light on a PC, but it's been used in gaming and esports for several years, for a number of years now. And it's really the main way that people communicate. And people can join like a Discord channel. And it's not just for gaming. I'm on Discord channels for the stock market and a number of other things that you, you might have a topic you're interested in. It's a live chat feature, a live chat place. Uh, but they're getting a valuation of around $10 billion. So they're talking about going IPO, which would be pretty big. Or what I think is even more interesting, uh, hey, someone said, hey, hey, Skylar, um, is that uh, Microsoft might purchase them. Now, let me tell you why I think this is kind of cool and interesting. And it's really fascinating because my students and people in Reddit who've been talking about this, Microsoft buying Discord today, all were like, boo, we don't like this. Why would Microsoft ruin it, all this stuff? I don't think that's true. I don't think that's true at all. I actually think this would be a brilliant. I think it'd be a, I think it'd be a good move by Microsoft. And I probably think it'd be good for the industry. Um, you know, Discord made a name for itself being like this underground tool. It really grew from like this grassroots movement of esports. Um, but it's become very popular now and it needs to, it's time to grow up. Um, most people don't realize this, but Microsoft has been getting into the esports space for a while now. They've been purchasing companies and making investments. If you don't realize this, they own Smash GG. Smash GG is the, uh, the, the bracket system that you use for like most local esports tournaments. 
use Smash GG for their bracket system. Like that's what we use at UNCW for all of our, well, for Smash, Smash Brothers, obviously Smash, but we use it for all of our games. It's the bracket system that we use. So Microsoft purchased Smash GG maybe like six months ago, and now they're making this move towards Discord. I see Microsoft making a move towards the esports space, and I see this being a good thing for esports in general to have big companies like this helping out. Because Microsoft actually does some good things. I think that Microsoft Teams is terrible. I think that what Microsoft did with Skype was ridiculous. They just destroyed it. It could have been this awesome thing, but they've destroyed it. Um, but they've taken some other software like Office 365 and done some really good, I actually really like what they've done with it. Um, so I, th I don't think Microsoft is all bad. I think they're actually a really good company. I like what they've done with their, uh, their Surface Pro tablets and just other spaces with their cloud. They're doing some really good stuff. Um, and I've actually, I, I like Microsoft enough that I've, I've I own a lot of shares of Microsoft. Like I've invested in their company because I think they have a good future um, just with their cloud stuff. But like add in Xbox, eSports, and all the other stuff they're doing, I think it's some really, really cool stuff. So I'm definitely excited about that. Um, so yeah, I don't think that's all bad. I think that can be some good stuff. <sighs> then, next thing I wanted to talk about. Um, it's more of a rant. Maybe I need to do this as like its own video or own stream separated from just life updates. But I'll do it now and then maybe I'll do it again in like a week as like its own. I'll just do a full rant. No, maybe not. But I'm going to do it, say it now because it's been just bothering me. This is just so frustrating to me. So like um, someone asked me if I could ask them to write a letter of recommendation for me. I'm thinking about this and I'm like, and I, I know it was fine. I had no problem writing the letter of recommendation, but I think about like jobs and like, I was just on a search committee and I think like, what's the point of these letters of recommendation? I can't really figure it out. Um, I can't say anything bad about a person in the letter of recommendation. You really can't say anything bad. So what's the point of them? I don't, I don't get it. Um, if, if someone calls me, I can't say anything bad about the person. Like, so if there was something bad to say, I wouldn't say it because I would be scared of like legal ramifications. Like, am I liable for what I say bad about someone? So like, I don't get, I feel like they're just a big waste of time. And these, these like, these, these liabilities and legal requirements are really corrupting what should be like a good a good experience for people a place to learn and a time to like improve oneself like let me give you another example so let's say that like i'm doing a job interview and like i'm interviewing the people that are watching right now and i can only hire one of you but i can't hire the rest and you send me an email and say you know why didn't i get the job what's going like what's going on and i i can't tell you how does that help you? How does that help you? And why is it that we've created this society where we can't help people? I can't, I want to help you. I want to tell you that, hey, you know what? Your resume was, you were missing some stuff. You had a spelling mistake. You could have improved in this area. Some of the things you said during your interview weren't correct. Uh, 
you know, here's what you said that turned us off, whatever it happens to be. Why can't I just tell you that? Why do we have to have this like system set up where if I told you that you could actually sue me? Um, oh yeah, someone said, but you can refuse. I, I can refuse a letter of recommendation, sure. But if I accept it, what's the point of me even writing it? Why not just have an acceptance system where, yep, they accepted, yep, they accepted, no, they didn't. Because if I do accept it, I can't write anything bad. And someone then someone wrote, feedback is essential learning. Absolutely. So why can't I give people feedback? It drives me nuts that I can't give you feedback on why I wouldn't hire you on anything. Um, we do the same thing in academia. So we have peer reviews where like me as a professor, I peer review my colleagues uh, every year. We peer review each other or it's like every other year, whatever it is. Every school is different, you know, but uh, we peer review each other. And here's what we do. When we write the letter, we write all the good stuff. Then I send a separate email to my colleague or I talk to them in private about all the things I think they can do to improve. I can't put that in the letter. At least I'm allowed to actually tell them. But the actual, the review process is, it just makes no sense. The whole review is not, it just makes absolutely no sense. The fact that I can't tell someone, wow, I didn't, uh, uh, oh yeah, it seems perhaps the person requesting the feedback would have to agree not to sue. The problem is, even if they agreed to that, they could still potentially sue. Our legal system is so wacky that you don't know what a judge is going to say. Um, it is a crazy system that they can agree not to sue if I tell them why. But if I tell them why, they could potentially turn my words into some type of into discrimination or whatever else. Even though that might not really be the case. Like, let's say I just don't say it perfectly. So you almost need, like, lawyers communicating with each other at that level. Like my lawyer needs to tell his lawyer, her lawyer, why they didn't get the job in lawyer speak so that no one can sue each other for mentioning, like using the word and in the wrong place or something. Um, it's, it just baffles my mind that this is what we've, this is where we are. Um, <laughs> what am I talking about? So I talked about a couple different things, but right now what I'm talking about is the fact that um, we have, we're creating a very difficult, difficult environment for feedback, for growth. Um, and I, I think overall what it's doing is it, I think it's hurting people. And I think overall, maybe we're hurting society and maybe, maybe it's the legal system, the, the suing system that I have a problem with. Um, but if I... So just let me give you the example that I already talked about. If I interview someone, if I were to interview all of you watching right now and I can only pick one of you and the rest of you ask me why you didn't get the job, I can't tell you. What, what do you learn from that? How am I helping all of you people that I, I potentially met with for one hour or even a day and interviewed with and I just can't tell you nothing? Nope, you just didn't get it. Sorry. That's it. I've... Pro you know, I probably can't even say that. My HR department is just going to send you a thank you letter. That's it. That's the, that's the feedback you're going to get. That's it. How does that help you grow? Um, um, it's, it's just crazy. And we talk about growth. It's, it's every single thing in our life we sue for now. 
I I had to build. So I built a uh, a screen door. So my house, I built a screen door. I can't. Was it this weekend or the weekend before? Anyway, so during the hurricane last year, my screen door got torn off my house, like my storm door. So I had to go to Lowe's and buy a storm door. So I buy this storm door at Lowe's. And I open up the directions. It's this huge sheet. I mean, literally like, you see like the, those like pictures behind me. Those are like, po that's a poster board size. Um, huge sheet, poster board size. And the first three quarters of the sheet are telling me not to eat the door, not to inhale the like dust from any sawing or drilling stuff that I do, like it's a drug or something. Um, not to like smash my head through the glass. Like you're telling me that directions need to say that kind of stuff because so many people are suing for everything. <laughs> um, I mean, that's the craziness of society that we're in. That directions for a screen door have to tell you not to eat it. I mean, I don't, I don't know. Like it should just say like, take a hammer, take screws step one like screw into the door frame step two like drill in but you you have to tell me not to snort the sawdust from the places that i have to drill in because somebody is might potentially try that and sue you for that i mean i don't i don't know it's like i've given i i've almost i'm at this point where it's like what do you do how do you and like, I'm like a trainer, like an instructional designer and I design training. Like what type of, I have to start thinking, like if I'm training someone to do something, like who's liable for the training if like there, someone does something crazy like this? Like who's liable? For, is the company, am I as the trainer? Like it is, it is, I don't get it. You know, like people, people do some nutty stuff. Like we heard about the girl that put like the crazy, the gorilla glue in her hair, I guess that was like last month or something like that. And I wasn't sure if that was like real or just a story in the press or something like that. But man, I don't know. I, I don't know. And it all, it's like this Sue happy world where like you have to worry you're liable for everything. So another example. I've uh, been streaming on my Twitch channel like some video games and I'm playing Call of Duty and I was playing a game and I realized that uh, one of the people was like saying some toxic stuff in the Twitch stream to my team, right? I can push like voice chat and say like, hey, go to the, you know, they're at the plane or whatever like that. And they can talk to me and say the same thing. And then in between rounds, the teams can talk to each other and like trash talk and be like, ah, oh, good game. Like you guys did good, that kind of stuff. Um, but what happened is some of the people on the other team were calling people on my team names in the middle of the round. And they were like very toxic and appropriate things that I would never even repeat. And I have to think like, okay, so I can't even mute this person because they're on the other team. But like, am I now liable for that on my channel? And I am. And it's like, that's ridiculous. I didn't say that. I didn't agree with it. Nothing about it was me, but it's on my Twitch stream. So I had to go and delete the video right away. And I learned my lesson. Now when I play 
Call of Duty or any game and people can voice chat, I just have to mute the entire, I can't talk to my team anymore. Just mute the entire game. So now I'm, I've been streaming Call of Duty for like the last week or two and I just mute, I have to mute the whole, whole thing. I can't talk to my team whatsoever in game because I can't trust the other people on the other end. And it's fine that I can't trust the other people on the end. But what's ridiculous is that, yes, I have to play safe. And that's fine. I, I will. But it's ridiculous that I'm held accountable for what the other people or someone or what other, some random internet person is saying. Why do I have to be held? Why do I even have to worry about that? Like... I shouldn't be, I should not have to worry about that. I'm streaming a game I want to communicate with. So I have a choice now. I can stream and not talk to anybody or I can not stream and actually be able to communicate with my team and play the game correctly. So now I can, I just can't play the game correctly while I stream now um, because I have to worry about what a random, potentially like 10 year old kid, like my kid is saying on, and I obviously I'm watching my kids. They're not, streaming with other random people and stuff but i mean you take some like 16 17 year old kid who's just doing it to be funny saying stuff to people toxic stuff and i have to worry about that now just that it's just the whole the whole situation the whole what you're liable for is we're going like to a really far end of like of where we need to say, okay, I, I get, like, we need to look at things on a case-by-case -case basis. And if I'm streaming and someone on my stream says some really toxic stuff, of course I'm not. I shouldn't be like, I can't control that. If they said something really bad, maybe I want to go and delete the stream or something. But, I mean, to say that, like, you know, you have to worry about that stuff is kind of crazy. It's, it's, uh... It's weird. We just have a lot of things beyond our control. Like, I wonder, like, I was talking to a colleague and I was, you know, I tell them, I'm like, oh, I just love video. I love making videos and being on video. I like producing streams. I like setting up like lighting and mics and all the tech behind it and like playing with, you know, Camtasia and Adobe Premiere. And I just, I like every aspect about video. And they were like, yeah, I don't do that because you know what? Someone's going to like, I'm going to say something by mistake incorrectly and like get in trouble for it. And I'm just thinking like, man, that stinks that this creative person who might have some really cool stuff to offer is just not going to do it because of that reason. Like I get if someone's intentionally doing stuff, but when you're not, uh, I don't know, it just bothers me just bugs me that's my my rant for the day i've just been bugged by that um it limits human potential if people are doing things if people are doing or saying or you know doing things intentionally to hurt to discriminate to cause danger um to break laws that's uh th that I, that's could be like some serious stuff and there's like a i have a big problem with that and like that's not cool but if someone is on a stream and the person they're tra talking trash to on the other team says some really toxic stuff to hold that streamer reliable liable for it is you know and unfortunately, these bad cases have impact like that creative potential people where I actually have colleagues who are like, yeah, I wouldn't want to do that because I'm afraid of like the ramifications. 
And we hear about someone like getting fired for like a tweet they wrote 10 years ago. And I don't know. I mean, maybe the tweet was bad. I don't know. I, but like, I get nervous that we are over. I don't know. I don't know the answers to any of these things I'm talking about. And we're just at this place where it's like, you have to be very careful about what you do. And I, I'm afraid some of that being careful won't let us challenge things. And some of that being careful is going to keep creative people from doing stuff because they're scared of it. Um, yeah, I kind of like cancel culture. I don't really know. I, I don't know enough about that topic to talk about it or really get into it. And I know people are like boycotting products and stuff. And I, I don't really want to get into all of that. But just some of the stuff is is weird. We're, uh, I don't know. I don't know what all the causes are of all this stuff. I don't have to solve the problems either. It's not up to me to do it. It's just interesting. Like I try to watch and analyze things and figure out what's going on. And uh, yeah, when I hear a colleague say that they're scared to go on video because they might say something by mistake that could in the future be used against them, I think, you know, that we've, we've gone a little overboard. That's all. I mean, I think that's, you know, I, I've heard the, the same thing, like when we have the, it's these no, it's really no tolerance. So we had these no tolerance policies in schools years ago. And we found is that they were just detrimental. It was like, you know, so we had this thing where like if a kid, I have like little figures around here, little army figures, like if a kid accidentally brought like a first grader, brought like a G.I. Joe figure into school and it had like a weapon on it like a pretend little like army guy that they could be suspended or expelled from school and there's no tolerance. And we have these situations where like uh, Eagle Scout had like some kind of pocket knife by mistake that they had like on their camping trip and got expelled. Um, I knew a student that I actually knew a student personally who he was hunting with his grandfather before school and went straight to school and his like rifle was on his, his, uh, truck in his truck like in the window and, and that's he, i mean he had a real gun that's uh, he, but he didn't like bring it in school and when you talk to him and find out what happened there's got to be like a it's that no tolerance it's when something's intentional and gonna hurt and do damage there that's a big deal and a problem but there are times when people do or say stuff not to be intentional maybe they just don't know or maybe they didn't he didn't think that like oh i just went hunting with my grandfather it's not okay to keep this in my car he was removed from his school permanently and had to find a new school. And, and that's maybe a little extreme. Maybe not. I don't know. I bet I, we need to look at each of these situations rationally. And I, I don't know who, who the rational person is. <laughs> so anyway, that's my rant for the day. Um, and uh, yeah, that's it. I don't know. I don't even know where, how I got into all that stuff. Oh, yeah, talking about the uh, the fact that I can't give someone feedback on a resume. Just all this stuff just is, is crazy, you know. Um, the fact that I just can't give someone feedback on a job interview. I don't know. I just think we've went a little overboard. There's got to be some middle ground somewhere that we can find in some space. I don't know. Maybe there's, like, some, like, law where if you post in this way... Everyone using like X and X website to communicate, there can be no lawsuits on there. So I can tell someone at the job interview, here's why you didn't get it. 
as long as I use that website, there's they cannot sue me for no matter what I say. <laughs> I don't know. Um, so it's it's not. I don't know if you can necessarily be sued for feedback, but if you tell someone like if if you don't give someone a job, you know they can. There's all kinds of reasons that they can say like. It was unfair. Um, I wasn't assessed fairly because maybe you didn't give them the job because, you know, sometimes we didn't give people job jobs because we say like they weren't the right fit. Um, like their research didn't fit in with what we were trying to do. Like, let's say I say to someone, your research didn't align with what we were trying to do. And then they come back at us and say with a lawsuit and say, well, there's other people in your college researching that or you know, it's just like these, they can start to pick apart exactly what you said and make a case that you're like this, have like this huge scheme not to hire them because of whatever reason. Um, you know, and so you have to be very, you have to, that has to be worded so carefully, whatever you say to them, so that they can't come back and file something against you. Whether that's for discrimination, whether that's for, uh, being treated unfairly, any kind of biases or whatever it happens to be, you just can't give them feedback. You just have to say like, thank you for your time. That's it. It's uh, yeah, it's a, when there's something's high stakes, like a job, it's, it's, it's a little scary. I mean, it's almost like that with students. Like I can give, when I give students feedback and I penalize students, I'd be very careful how I penalize them because they will come back and fight me on it and go to the dean and say like I don't agree with this grade and a lot of times what that means is I probably just need to change it in their favor to make everyone happy so it's you know and that affects education it's like affecting everything 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 affects everyone so we I don't know it just makes for not comfortable situations like that I don't know I just wish I could help. I just want to help people out. I want to give them feedback. Here's why you didn't get the job. Here's what you can improve for the next one. Here's what you could change at your interview. Here's what you said. Here's when you when there was too many pauses, you just didn't ask questions or whatever it is. Let me tell them. Let me help them out so that they can get the next job. Because I probably like that. I like that person enough to interview them. And sometimes these are my friends that I'm interviewing or someone I just know. And like I like them, but they're not getting the job because whatever reason. And I, I want to tell them that. So anyway. That's it. I need to go eat dinner because I got to go to uh, soccer practice tonight soon, I think. I might have to go to soccer like really soon. I don't even know. But I got to go check with the missus to find out what time I need to bring my middle child to soccer tonight. So uh, later, everybody. And I uh, hope you have a good day, good night, all that good stuff. Uh, I don't need my rant to bring you down. I just wish that we could be a more happy society and be more you know, encouraging of each other and try to help people out when they aren't and not to bring people down and to not have the zero tolerance stuff when it, you know, people aren't doing, have ill intentions. That's all. So anyway, later all, have a good night. Good day.